I guess we'll just go right into it. Uh, yes, just tell me a little bit of yourself. Um, obviously, your background. I saw that Prison Media has been around for uh, around 17 years. So just tell me a little bit of yourself leading up to, to founding Prison Media. Yeah, absolutely. So we, you know, my co-founder and I uh, mm-hmm. started the company while we were still in college. And um, it, it basically grew from there. Initially, when we first got going, we didn't have a lot of experience in terms of starting a company and, and you know, running a startup. And, of course, and yeah. But uh, over the years, we learned um, and, and, you know, made a lot of mistakes and, and grew um, from there. I always wanted to um, I always had, you know, had the, um, uh, not not just, just always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like that was something that I always uh, looked forward to or, or strived for. Um, so over the years, you know, um, there's been a lot of learning curves and, and of course, a lot of changes and ups and downs, but that's what what it takes to be an entrepreneur definitely and do you feel within those kind of mistakes and those learning experiences do you feel like you wouldn't be where you are today without having those kind of trial and errors in your life absolutely um you know without having um you you learn from your mistakes and you grow as a result of it so um as you know that's always been my policy and something that i one of the values that i i keep close to myself is is uh is to understand and know um that um we all do make mistakes mm-hmm. uh, but the key is is that we you know we we should learn from those mistakes that we've made and adapt change and grow um so uh the, that that's definitely i agree with uh with that uh statement for sure definitely and um just looking here on your website and uh the mission statement for prison media more or less is to disrupt the healthcare industry by filling the gaps that exist in the care of chronically ill patients. I was just curious as to maybe uh, if you were able to maybe expand a little bit more and what exactly would be, if someone has never heard of prison media before, what would be like kind of the elevator pitch you would give to that individual? Yeah, so, you know, at, at, the, um, at the core of it, we basically connect patients to healthcare providers at the point of their needs. So what mm-hmm. we do is do a lot of the work um, that goes in between understanding exactly what um, our uh, patients are looking for and what type of insurance coverage they have and, and you know, what type of conditions and medications that they're on. So um, th- this is, you know, and, and, then, and then providing them with the convenience of having everything delivered directly to their door and optimized and catered um, towards what they're looking for. And that's really what PRISM does is connects chronically ill patients to mail order pharmacies and durable medical equipment providers um, to facilitate um, and 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 um, and logistically handle the process of getting their prescriptions and their medical supplies delivered directly to their door, making it easier and more convenient for them, um, you know, to 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 have their medical supplies and prescriptions um, uh, shipped directly to them. So. You know that's uh, and and our software and technology also allows our our patients um, to uh, get the information that they would need upfront rather than to go into a pharmacy and only to find out that um, they didn't have the proper insurance information or coverage and thus uh, weren't able to you know get uh, the prescriptions that they were looking for um, delivered or or to be bought uh, through, under their insurance. Definitely. Um, obviously, being 
around for 17 years, companies, businesses evolve throughout time. What was kind of, I guess, the original spark or jolt that made you and your co-founder decide to find Prison Media? And how has it kind of evolved to where it is today? Um, you know, I think when we first started, we were working part um, part time uh, while going to school full time, mm-hmm. um, and we, had, we like we had two part time jobs, um, so we were just shuffling and just you know have, having the part time jobs to just pay our, our our tuitions and 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 whatever little bills we had at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of, one of the reasons were that you know we we wanted. Uh, more of a financial freedom and we wanted to also um, have the flexibility in in being able to do uh, you know make up our own hours and 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 make our own decisions so uh, entrepreneur was one way out uh, to achieving that dream uh, from the very beginning that's for sure and um, you know that was one of the big reasons why we went down this road but in addition to that um, I think you know there there was definitely um, this drive to be making a change in people's lives and yeah. a difference in people's lives, and we were always passionate about health and nutrition and health care and 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 you know just just a just a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So uh, we started off with just selling actually health and nutrition products online, and um, what happened was that uh, we, we we didn't really know a whole lot about marketing and lead generation. This is early 2000, so you know there was not as much education material. Even the internet hadn't evolved to what it is today. Obviously, yeah, of course, 17, 18 years later, to be able to have the uh, understanding of lead generation, marketing, and 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 technology and 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 growing a e-commerce type of business online at that and in those early days for sure yeah but uh it was all just self-taught right so there was no courses for uh, you know email marketing or marketing automation um so it was something that we learned on our own uh by trial and error by experiment by taking risk and um and that allowed uh for for the company to become what it is today which is, you know, an organization that is leading in connecting patients uh, to healthcare providers through our partnerships with pharmacies, mail or pharmacies, durable medical equipment providers, as well as um, through our marketing technology services that allows us to, you know, route the patients to the right pharmacy partner to have their prescriptions delivered directly to their door. Yeah, and it, it's interesting that you mentioned, um, obviously, the company starting around the early 2000s, and as you said, the internet was still very early. There wasn't a lot of information uh, out there on the internet for as marketing, um, just overall how to create a business. I feel like today, in today's day and age, you can definitely find like a quick start guide, if you will, or there's a lot more information out there open to the public. Uh, a question that I had for you is how do you feel, um, obviously going through that transition and developing your, your business for the last 17 years, how do you feel that was the biggest uh, adaptation that you had to make now with how the internet is and how the world is in the new digital era? How did you personally or business-wise have to create a change to be able to adapt to the changing environment? You you know, I think um, obviously uh, technology has advanced and and like you said, there's a lot more information today available uh, than it was, uh, you know, a long long time back. Mm -hmm. Um, What I do uh, feel is is that um, how things have, what what hasn't changed for us 
is our vision focus um, on customer service. Definitely, so, yeah. You know, so so the, the the one thing that stayed the same is that we've always stayed, remained focused on our customers mm-hmm. and making sure that they come first and that we provide them with what they're looking for. And we know that if we can have a happy customer uh, come through our doors, um, that they will a stay with us and b uh, will refer us. Mm-hmm. So I think th- those those values, you know, um, uh, regardless of how. Uh, things change over time with regards to technology and 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 marketing and internet evolving to what it has become now. Um, regardless of all those things, what doesn't change for us is customer service. So we've always put you know our customers first, and we've listened to our customers, and we've you know grown as a result of that. Definitely no, yeah, I think a lot of companies and a lot of startups that are developing whether it be five years or even now they sometimes lack to see that it's going to be your customers that help you grow Um, and I feel like definitely a company that resonates with customer first is honestly a little bit harder to find now than sometimes people think so um, I spoke with um, with David when he reached out to me and you he mentioned that um, you were moving into the Vancouver market Um, I was just wanted to get maybe a little bit obviously a little bit more insight on that well um well, I think you know. Number one, we're from Vancouver, uh, like we're, we're a Vancouver-based company. Um, you know, we're, even though we do a lot of business out of the United States, um, we, we, you know, we have all our employees out of uh, Vancouver. So, so Vancouver is, is dear to us. Obviously, it's home. Yeah. And um, the other thing is that there's there's a serious opportunity here. So, mm-hmm. uh, predominantly, how people get their prescriptions today. Um, and you know you, you you may not have any pres- reasons to be on prescriptions on a regular basis, um, but you may have gotten a prescription for allergies or you know uh, antibiotics for any for yeah. whatever reason. But your experience probably was that you would walk into a pharmacy, you'd line up, you would drop a prescription to the pharmacist mm-hmm. you received from your doctor. And then he would tell you, he would ask you some questions, he or she would ask you some questions, and then the pharmacist would ask you to wait. Yeah. And typically the waiting time in pharmacies is about 30 to 40 you know, minutes. Yeah, exactly. And then you would have to line up again, and you would then pick up your prescription and off you go. And that's provided that you made it to the pharmacy before 6 p.m., which is when <laughs> yeah. most pharmacies close. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, in this day and age where things, everything is on demand, you can get your food, you know, you can hail a ride, not in Vancouver yet, but yeah. you could hail a ride in pretty much everywhere else in the world. And, uh, you know, you could get things from Amazon. Um, so everything can come to you. Well, why not your prescriptions? Mm-hmm. Why not your medication? Right. So that's what, where we, uh, we thought uh, that there's a serious opportunity uh, here for us. Um, we've actually launched our app in the United States already, which is uh, called Rx to Me, and basically it 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 allows you to submit your prescription, your contact details, as well as uh, create a health profile on our app, and um, we then take that information, process it, and uh, um, get your prescription delivered directly to your door without you having to go into uh, lineup twice and uh, rushing to you know make it to the pharmacy before it closes uh, at the end of the day. So I think, um, you know, that's really where we thought that uh, nobody's doing that in Vancouver. Um, yeah. 
there's some people may, like nobody's doing it at a level where everyone knows about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we feel that you know we have a very good understanding of how that world works in terms of uh, working with pharmacies and doctors and pers- you know filling prescriptions. So we felt that this is a good place for us to also experiment and and um, you know we uh, are, are are slowly getting our way in. Um, in 2019 into the into the Vancouver based market um, using our app as a main source of technology to get your prescriptions delivered directly to, to your door just like you know other um, technologies that we use to order food or mm-hmm. to a ride or to buy products and clothes and whatnot online yeah no it's um it's funny that you mentioned the whole like and going back to what you said the the 6 p.m because that has actually happened to me on a personal level uh whether it be i'm coming home from work or stuff like that i have to rush through probably rush hour as well and hope that i'm making it to the pharmacy uh pharmacy before 6 p.m because that's that's exactly when the usual time is that they close so it's um it's good to be able to realize obviously as a entrepreneur and as a businessman um, your goal more or less is to be able to solve problems and make life easier for individuals, just how Uber did it uh, and just how Amazon does it as well. So it's really, I think, critical to realize what can be done better. So I'm really, really excited for that. I was thankful enough I don't have uh, the need for, obviously, prescriptions, but obviously other individuals um, will be able to utilize that a lot more who may not be able to make it to the far, uh, pharmacy on time or who may struggle with transportation, et cetera. So I'm very excited for, for what 2019 has in store. Um, just to kind of uh, go a little bit, I guess, less on the prison media side, but more of you as an entrepreneur, as an individual, um, what is a piece of advice that you would give your younger self that you know now? Also some maybe general advice for young entrepreneurs who may be starting um, obviously, you started in college, working part time as well. So a lot on your plate. Um, any advice for for those people as well that might be listening? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely. I I think that one piece of advice that I would give myself, mm-hmm. uh, younger self, uh, when I was just starting out, was to be more patient. You know, I yeah. I, I always uh, wanted to just move really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, I learned how to become more patient because there's certain things that are just not in my hands alone. And exactly, you know, yeah. when when you're starting off as an entrepreneur, typically it's one or two or you know three or how many how many ever co-founders are starting this idea. Mm-hmm. And at that time, when you start, um, fast you want to move is up to you because you make that decision and you're going after your goals and you want to get things moving. But as you grow your team and you start hiring people, um, you tend to understand that people move at their own pace. Yeah. And if you push them too much, it can create cultural problems and differences. Mm-hmm. So um, I think one thing that I did definitely learn over, over a period of my years of being an entrepreneur was to become more patient with myself as well as others that I work with on my team. And... Um, you know, in general, what I would say to other uh, uh, young entrepreneurs getting going now is is a, a few things. Number one, you know, just just don't give up um, because th- being an entrepreneur is not easy. Mm-hmm. It, it's very hard. It, it's absolutely hard. Anyone that thinks it's easy either was super lucky yeah. or, or don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. right? um, because uh, th- it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. It's not easy um, uh, to go through a grind of, uh, you know, working long hours and, uh, 
probably not seeing a whole lot of return, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Give yourself time, you know, at least three years for your business to mature and and and, and uh, before you make a decision on it um, fairly quickly. Also, you know, solve a real problem. So whatever it is that you're doing, if you're not solving a problem, if your if your business does not solve a problem, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's not going to. Um, you know, it, it doesn't hold any uh, foundation or any material. So make sure that you're actually solving a problem that exists for people and it, and the problem's big enough so that they're actually willing to do something about it and pay possibly even for it. Uh, the other thing is test and, and validate your idea. You know, so um, create an MVP before you have a huge product roadmap that's gonna take you three years to build. Um, so get it out there. Um, create that MVP, um, get feedback from real users, and uh, listen to your customers. Mm-hmm. You know, listen yeah. to the people, listen to your users, and adapt um, and work on that feedback that you're getting from your users. Um, and then the, the last thing is execute, right? So a lot, I see a lot of times, even include, I'm guilty of it myself, mm-hmm. that we would work on a product, and we would work on it, and we work on it, and we work on it, and we try to make it perfect, um, but we fail at one thing, which was probably the most important thing, is to actually execute it and put it in the market. So execution and, and, and getting it out there is key because if you never get it out, you'll never know. Exactly. You'll have nothing. You'll right? have no so feedback, yeah. You'll have no feedback. You, you never made it because if, if something doesn't actually get the chance of being highlighted, there's no way that you can you know, get anything in return from that investment that you made. Mm-hmm. So those are like my general rule of thumbs. And, you know, obviously, I think I've learned all of those things by failing at it myself at first and learning from that as a result. Definitely. Well, thank you, uh, Zishan, for your time. Is um, We're just going to be wrapping up here. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention, anything on your mind that maybe you wanted to let the audience know about yourself, about Prism Media, about the future uh, of the company? Anything before we sign off? Um, yeah, no, no, nothing else that I, um, that comes to mind. Um, I mean, if anyone wants to reach out to me, um, and talk a little bit more, if they have any questions, my door is always open. Um, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer of, uh, you know, a community, um, creating a community of entrepreneurs and, and, um, I feel that if I didn't have advice when I was going through my ups and downs, um, if I didn't have, you know, good advisors, if I didn't have mentors, then I wouldn't be here. So, I'm I'm always open to giving advice and also getting advice mm-hmm. and also you know um, so I work with mentors and and my advisors and and um, and and I think that's a very crucial part of uh, making a decision is you know is talking to people um, so if you if anyone wants to reach out to me they can find me on LinkedIn uh, Zishan Hyatt or on Instagram at uh, Zishan Hyatt as well as um, on Twitter at uh, Zishan Hyatt as well and. Um, and uh, yeah, sounds good, Zishan. Well, thank you again for your time. I know you're on a tight schedule, so I won't hold you any longer. Uh, but again, appreciate it. And uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much. For no your worries, time. Zishan. Take care.